This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Big day yesterday as the voting for the Hall of Fame took place. Uh, yeah, virtually. Virtually, and uh, I guess very it cool. Took more than eight hours to do. That's a long virtual call. That's a long call. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know. Having sat through that meeting last year, it was still it was about an eight hour day. They did have limits on it though. We I think we got there. We had to check in by seven thirty, if memory serves right, mm-hmm. in the morning, and then we started the meeting at eight. Uh, we broke for lunch. But we had to be done by, if memory serves right, we had to be done by 3 or 4 o'clock. I can't remember which one exactly. Is because like, the awards show is that night. And they okay. needed, they I mean, needed so time. Yeah, pretty strict yeah. then. I mean, they need to have yeah. answers here, huh? Yeah. So you, you were limited with your time on how much you could speak about each guy. Obviously, with no time constraints, because there's no awards dinner yesterday, and you're not going to find out until February 6th who gets in and who does not. Um, they could do this a little bit longer, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure it went on and on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess it's a little different too. You don't sit next to your buddy, like, boy, I got to take a leak. Let's get let's let's see our. Well, that was the thing with the with the voting last year. Right. You, you went in and, and uh, you know, it's talking to Ed Bouchette about it beforehand. He said, you know, it's kind of important where you sit at. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I guess that makes sense um, because it, it was you know we're in a big conference room and they have a big they have tables set up and every you mm-hmm. know all 48 voters sit around the table to the outside and then. You know, up front is David Baker and the the, the Hall of Fame people. Yeah. Um, and then you know they they had microphones like every three seats, so that if you had to speak, then you got on the microphone so everybody could hear you in the room. So it it's a big, it's a big yeah, room. Right. It's not me and you sitting here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, project across the whole room. Yeah, you know, this was a little different. I could you know having done a bunch of Zoom calls, I you know forty eight like forty eight pe- people, forty eight people eight plus hours. the it's more than that really because yeah. you know Baker's there and the Hall of Fame people are listening in as well. Fifty five people at least. Yeah, that's right. a big zoom call um but they're talking over each other right that's the thing yeah right you know so whoever has this the stage now you you probably had to raise your hand to ask questions and do that kind of thing i would imagine uh because there are there is a question and answer period there as well after you get done each player after you do your presentation then there's a question and answer period where people can say hey well hey what you know why did this happen or why Mm -hmm. you know why did in in 2018 why or 2008 why did you know, why did he move to uh, left tackle? Or yeah, you know, right, why did right, this sure. guy, why did his numbers drop off? Why did the bring him back? Why is right. he a jet? You know, I mean, those type of things. Those kind whatever. of things, yeah. Uh, during that period, I'm just curious, do people vent their concerns or? Sure, yeah. You know, or I mean, like, it's an open floor and, okay. and, and people talk, you know. That, that's that was time? That was the area, uh, the time period last year, because I presented both Fanica and, and Palomalu. It was during that debate period where people started talking about, well, you know, I think maybe we're letting too many first-time ballot, first ballot people into the Hall uh, of Fame. And I'm like, whoa, hey, wait yeah, a second. Right, right, right. Um, my guy's a first-timer, right. Yeah, I mean, I, 
not that it really matters. And uh, Ray Borges wrote something uh, for the Talk of Fame Network uh, today, talking about how how we've placed too great of a uh, importance on. Well, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't doesn't really matter. That argument um, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But there are guys. If you sit down in that room, and, and this was part of his, his conversation as well. If you sit down in that room, and the guys, you know, if you, if you just say, you know, like this year, I, I don't know if this, I don't think this is what happened, but Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. you don't really have to say a whole lot more. I actually brought that up to you last week. Like, there's a couple when Tom Brady comes up. Do yeah. we really have to spend an hour? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if I was in charge of Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, I think I'd preface it by saying, Do I have any no votes in here? Do I have to convince anybody? And if any if one guy raises their hand, I'll give you my whole case. But we're all knowledgeable human beings here, right. you know. I mean, there's a couple that are just slam dunks, but, but those are rare. The argument was that there are guys, um, for example, Clay Matthews this year was in his 19th year of eligibility. Now mm-hmm. he hasn't been a finalist every year. True, um, but he's getting near the end. He's getting near the end where he'll have chance. to he'll have to get pushed into the senior committee, mm-hmm. and the senior committee only gets to elect one guy each year. And there's a big backlog there. But just human nature, I mean, if there were people that were thinking about Clay Matthews in previous years, maybe they vote yes this year as opposed to last year, all things being equal. Well, he wasn't even on the finalist list last year. He didn't get that far. That's the problem I have with this. You better be a finalist every year. Yeah, if you're, for example, Alan Fanick is a finalist for the sixth consecutive year. Mm -hmm. He's made it to the final 10 every one of those years. So wait, it goes from fifteen to ten to five. Is that how that it goes works? from fifteen to ten to five? What they do is you take, you get the, you, you come in, you present the fifteen, mm-hmm. and we all know those names. Everybody knows those names. Yeah, yeah. So then you have a vote, and you eliminate five. Okay. And you then are told, okay, now we're down to this, the, these ten. Us and the public don't know who the final ten are. I don't think, right? Not you typically. Guys, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that that usually gets out though. That mm-hmm. you know this guy was a. a Finalist, but if you're on the final 15, you're you're being voted on that day. Right. Um, but if you can't make the final 15, 19 years in a row, for Clay Matthews' case, yeah. then you're probably not a Hall of Famer. You're probably not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You've, you've been up that many times, and you couldn't be a finalist. Each like time. I'm, uh, you know, I sat there. Uh, Sam Mills was a finalist again this year. Okay. He was easily the first guy I crossed off my list last year. I could 100% understand because that. Because the right. argument that or the 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 conversation for him. Was that, well, he was the best little guy, you know, it, it is, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, do we care about was he the, the... Was he the best player? Not yes. the best little guy. I don't care that he was little. Do we give... It, it, should Ed Two Tall Jones be on he's the, the list? He's guy. the best big guy. Should Doug guy? Flutie be on it? Well, right, Doug right, Flutie's yeah. a five foot nine quarterback. He's the best five foot nine quarterback Harold ever. Carmichael's the best six eight receiver yeah, I've ever that, seen. That's, I don't care about that's that. That's an invalid that argument for me. Football or not? Right. Yeah, that um, makes no sense at all. You know, given the choice over Matthews, looking at Matthews' numbers versus mm-hmm. Mills, I would take Matthews. I would, too. I think people forget how good Clay Matthews is. Yeah, was. he was a really good player for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't know that he's a Hall of Famer, necessarily. I tend to think not, and I think he's proven that year after year to the Hall of Fame committee. Right. Because he really hasn't gotten that far. Now, this year's group, here, the, the guys that they voted on were Jared Allen, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli. The results haven't come out yet, right? No, they won't, oh, okay, they won't come out until February 6th. Yeah, They'll yeah. announce that at I'm the... I'm sorry, what was the list again? My fault. So it's Jared Allen, Rondé, who's a first-time guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rondé Barber, I think, is a... a uh, no, he's not a first-time guy. He's been out there before. Yeah, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Alan Fanica, Torrey Holt, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Peyton Manning, Clay Matthews, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, Charles Woodson. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I was asked today in my live chat, who would you have, who, you know, who were the five guys that you would have supported? Mm-hmm. Who, who well, would that let's be? do it. Uh, to me, it was. You want to do it this way? Like, if I, I wasn't in the room. I'll just go down. The, I'll go down the list and, and okay. say yay or nay. Because I think there's a couple you can scratch off, and I think there's a couple you can put in. Yeah. And then the, the middles. And then the, the other ones are, are, are the right. up for discussion. Jared Allen. So my thoughts with Allen are: Is he better than Kevin Green? Similar. I mean, I think they're on the same tier. But Green had a lot more sacks than he did. Did he? When it was all said and done, you know, I don't know if all these guys. Green's third all time in sacks. I thought Allen was fifth or sixth, though. I mean, Green had 170, Mm -hmm. and it took Green. Green didn't get in for like eight years. I know, and I I don't think Green's a slam dunk. I mean, no no offense, R.I.P. and all that good stuff, but he's not a an obvious one. Um, And really, I like to look at what was Allen like for his day. Yeah, he's a Pro Bowler, of course. But was he better than Peppers, Freeney? Right. You know, there's a lot of good edge rushers starting at that era and going into now. I don't know that he stands out in that group. I know he doesn't stand out in that group. Are they all going to go in? No. And so I would lean towards no on him. But, I mean, he might be one of my five when it's all said and done. But if it's a yes-no question, I'd say no. Yeah, I agree. Um he has good numbers. And I think in another year, in a, in, in a different year where there's not as many edge guys and pass rushers. Or just if there's not as strong a class, then maybe he gets in. Maybe. If there's not as many slam dunks, because yeah. there's a couple slam dunks. But this is going to be kind of like Manning to me. Manning's a slam dunk. Charles Woodson's a slam dunk. I think Calvin is too, but I know I'm not. To, I, others disagree with that. Yeah. I, I think he's not necessarily a slam dunk even though I put him on my list because he only played eight years. I know that's the only negative against him, but it wasn't like five or six like Terrell Davis or Baselli's. Baselli's the Baselli's the one there. Like, There's two offensive linemen on the list this year. Fanica and Baselli. Fanica and Baselli. And they've both been up for a while now. They've both been up for a while. Baselli played, if memory serves right, like 90 career games. I think he, I actually heard this yesterday. I think he played over 100, but barely. Bare, yeah, it was, it was Fanica they, played 220. All right, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Baselli. Yeah, that would have been the point I would have hammered home with this him. year. Right. With, with like, look, this guy played. Yes, he was very good for for six years, mm-hmm. but he held on at the end. He couldn't move his arm. Um, well, he was. For people who don't remember, Jacksonville allowed him to leave in the expansion draft to Houston. So his last couple games, I mean, because he, he was in, he was shot. He had. They he, were happy to get him off the. Books. What happened with it? And I heard this last year. And I wasn't aware of this. He had labrum surgery, which mm-hmm. is the same surgery that uh, that I had last year, and the doctor screwed it up. Oh wow! So Maybe he, he should have wore bigger shoulder. Bags. So he didn't regain full motion of his arm, and therefore couldn't play. Wow. Left tackle anymore. I remember him being as good though as Pace and Ogden, just not as long. It's just that's the problem. He didn't do it as long. Whereas, and one of the things that was brought up last year with Hutchinson was, well, he only had six holding penalties or eight holding penalties in his career, something like that. Okay. And I didn't have that information. I didn't even think that. Yeah, I remember you said that, right. And so I asked Burt Loughton, the the Steelers uh, director of uh, PR, I said, hey, can you get that number for me for next year Mm -hmm. so I can give it, you know, so we can give that to Bouchette and, you know, or or if I'm doing it, whoever's doing it. Yeah, right, right, right. He had two in his career. In two hundred twenty-six games, two holding right, penalties, right. and yeah, in his entire career. Wow! Over that's like one every hundred games. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> if I'd have had that number last year, maybe Fanica gets. I, but ah, I, didn't. I wouldn't blame yourself on yeah. that one, but that is pretty impressive. Um, I, unfortunately, it comes down to sometimes one versus the other. 
that's the part of this that's, that's there's a, there's almost me. always it's a it's a kind of a pecking order and that's that's what happened last year with Hutchinson and Fanica. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Mawai in those guys. See, I don't think he belongs, but that's a story right. for a different day. But I understand. But he had the works. support of the New York guys, and he right, had this, right, you know, right. he's with the, he's he's big at the with the oh, NFLPA. Yeah, so that involved, yeah. right. Um, frankly, when Hutchinson and Fanica both came up, I would have voted for Hutch. I remember him being the best guard in the league, and I thought Fanica was second or you know I just think they were different players and it's a lot like Reed versus Paul Mollu to me Um, I hate that you have to pick and not the the, all four I don't think you had to and that was part of my argument last year I'm like hey if both both if both of these guys are deserving why the hell aren't we putting them both in I know (laughs) that made me crazy last year but we kind of predicted it too like it's gonna be a lot of Steelers in and how many classes are going to put two guards in at the same time? Because they're guards. Well, I mean, it's not we, like put, we put two safeties in last year. It's not the most glamorous position. And there were like six safeties that were on the on the finalist list. And there's safeties on this list. But safeties are gaining steam more than they a should. A little bit, a yeah. A lot of okay safeties are yeah. getting on this list, by the way. Uh, so, Rondé Barber, who was a cornerback safety. To me, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer to me either. Yeah. I mean, he's a cover two. Put up good numbers because they blitzed him a lot. And he played right. the run really well. But he's not... Close to me to Revis, Ty no, Law. He Bailey. was a zone corner who spent his entire career looking right. at the quarterback. He could catch the football. Good for him. With but if you put, if, you, if he'd have gone Simeon to yeah, the, right. if, if he'd have gone to wherever uh, the played man, he, yeah. he's out of the NFL. He's out of, and he's, not, he's slow and he's small and right tough guy. But no, definitely because that was me. part of the argument for John Lynch last year was that well you know that that Tampa defense. You know, if you talk to people, it was Sap, it was Brooks, and then Lynch was the was the the final piece. I'm like, okay, that's great. That's fine. They were a good defense for a couple of years. They it wasn't a steel it wasn't an all time defense. Right, right, right. You know that that they deserve to have five Hall of Famers in there off of this. Off I mean, of this I would defense. put the Legion of Boom ahead of them. And yeah. How many Hall of Famers are going to go from the Legion of Boom? I mean, the, the 2008 Steelers defense was better than them. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And they, and they did Bowl it just as long. They won the Super Bowl, and the, yeah, didn't so have a great quarterback. Yeah. And Ben Sapp should have gone, and Brooks should have gone. That's the end of the story to me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, so Baselli, we talked a little bit about him. I, I think he deserves to be there eventually, but not a, not at the expense of Fanica. That's what I was about to say. Is if I have to pick between the two, I think I take Fanica. And your points are strong. But if he went in, I would never have a complaint about it. I mean, the only negative is is. Uh, length of play, and to me, that's a big. I mean, it's, it's a big part offensive of it. Line. Yeah, because um, I'm not going to say that about Calvin Johnson. Yeah, uh, Tory Holt to me doesn't. Mm-mm. Bruce went in, right? Bruce went in, and even when we when we asked uh, because they they were both presented last year, mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, presenter from St. Louis was asked, "Well, which one would you put in if you had to pick one?" And he said, "Bruce," which doesn't help his cause this yeah. year, probably. Yeah, you right. Remember that. Um, I'm not sure Bruce belonged. Yeah. Calvin Johnson, we've talked about, again, dominant player, but for a shorter period of time. The thing with Calvin that I'll say about a couple guys that don't is, who would you rather line up against, Marvin Harrison or Calvin Johnson for 60 minutes? And Marvin belongs. And to me, Calvin's freaky enough that he's a superstar and should be in. Yeah. Uh, John Lynch, I don't think belongs there. I don't there. think either. Uh, Peyton Manning, obviously, yes. is. We talked about uh, Clay Matthews and Sam Mills. Richard Seymour was the other guy that I looked at. Um, I'm a big Seymour guy. And one of the, the the thing that it was Borges actually who who presented him last year uh, made a great point. He said, "Look that 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 
Patriots dynasty of of the early 2000s because mm-hmm. it's really two separate Patriots. It is Brady dynasty. and Bel- Belichick yeah. are then constants. It's the only right. constants. He said so. Right now, they have uh, Ty Laws. I believe I he's, he's, the, only he's, the, he's the only guy from that dynasty mm-hmm. that's in. The, and Brady's obviously going to go in, and Belichick's going to go. Sure, in. sure. He said, but right now, from that that team that won three Super Bowls. There's only those those Ty Law's the only guy in, and those are the only two other guys that, that are going to go in. Mm-hmm. And like Logan Mankins is yeah. Up, so we're, he's not we're so go and by that Bruce thinking, him. are we to think that it, you know it's it's Brady, Belichick, Ty Law, and a bunch of slappies that won three Super Bowls? Yeah, I mean, there's different ways to construct a team. Like, do dominant teams have to have five or six Pro Bowl or, you know, or Hall of Famers in them? No. I mean, not if you. I mean, if you're loaded with great players, but not Hall of Famers, you know, and you and you win a lot of Super Bowls, that doesn't mean that we have to put one in. But Seymour to me is the Aaron Smith argument. Yeah. Like I know Aaron Smith's not a, a Hall of Famer. I don't mean that, but just that position's never going to put up numbers. Right. But he was a great, great player and hard. I would hate to have his case. You know, like yeah. presenting him would be really, really it's tough. tough. It's tough. And it's even tougher than like a Will Fork. Because yeah. everyone knows Will Fork doesn't have numbers, you know, right. and I, I think he'll go too one day. Um, Zach Thomas, no, no, and if you look at the Hall of Fame meters that are on the Pro Football Reference, they rank Zach Thomas because yeah. he got all kinds of tackles. Tackles aren't an official statistic hold for me. Right. It means nothing because your team can can pad those tackles like left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, he's near the pile. Give him a half tackle. Give him an assist. I mean, I'd much rather play against Zach Thomas than Junior Seau or Erlacher or yeah. Singletary or Lambert or, you know, I mean, big-time middle linebackers that have stats too. Yeah. Um, Reggie Wayne, to me. He's does, on the whole level. Yeah, doesn't get, doesn't get in this year. And then Woodson. Woodson's a yes. So my, my vote, when, when I was asked about that, I said I would vote for uh, Fanica, Johnson, Manning, Seymour and Woodson. I think I would too. Seymour versus Baselli for my fifth spot would be my dilemma. It's an argument. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I there again, if you're not going to put two offensive linemen in together at the same See, time, I don't care about that. I mean, if I had five votes, that wouldn't change my mind. I just think the committee might not do that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would rank them: Manning, Woodson, Calvin, Fanica, and I'm not sure a fifth belongs. You know, like you, know, you got to vote for you five. You got to vote for five, and I think I would do Baselli slightly over Seymour. Okay, well, that's the uh, that's the conversations that took place yesterday. Of course, uh, Bill Nunn Junior, uh, Bill Nunn Senior, also uh, mm-hmm. uh, Junior. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, so that hasn't been verified yet, but that will. Yeah, he was. He's going to go in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll happen as well. That'll all be announced February sixth. Uh, so that'll be a, that'll be a big night for the Steelers again. Of course, they're already playing in the Hall of Fame game. Um, so that's going to be a big weekend up it in is. Canton. Um, I know we're up against it, but Philip Rivers retired today. Hall of Famer or not? He's, gonna, he's really close. He's going to have to wait for a while. I don't think he'll get in right away. Because there's going to be a, a, a stack of other quarterbacks mm-hmm. that, are, that have rings. And, yeah. Right, right, right. I think, he's, I think he deserves it. Oh, he'll he'll get in. You it's think? just a matter of, of you know when. Mm. I thought he'd be a 50-50 in terms of if he gets in. But he would get my vote. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lawler. This is Matt Williamson. Matt, uh, you mentioned um, Philip Rivers in the previous segment. And yeah. Adam Rank threw together a, a piece of uh, on, on NFL.com of the top ten quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I just, know who number one is. Just missing the list was Ken Anderson. I think he's a potential Hall of Famer. Too. Well, and he's he's been talked about. He he, he would have to go in as, as a, a veteran, and a veteran point. guy now. And I know there's a you know he led the NFL in, in passer rating a couple times. He was you know he, he was Montana before he was Montana. Yeah, with right. Weish. I mean, people forget that that's where the it's not really the West Coast took, offense. Took the it's, Bengals to a Super Bowl. Right, it was a higher river offense yeah. really before the West Coast offense. I think he has a case. You know, yeah. I, mean, I don't think he'll get. Maybe he'll get in as a veteran, but I think he has a case. Yeah, he was a league MVP. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot there to like. Very short, efficient passing game guy. I would have had him on the list of ahead of number ten here that Adam put on the okay. list. It was Jim Everett. Oh come on, Jim Everett's not better than Ken Anderson. Jim Everett can't sniff the Hall of Fame unless no. he buys a ticket. No, I mean, right. No, I don't remember him. I remember him being a draft bust. Right, yeah. I mean, he, was, like, he was a fourth pick in the draft, and remember Hootie freak out? They were calling him Chrissy Everett, and he freaked Jim out. Rome. Beat up yeah. Jim Rome or something. I think that was, I think <laughs> I was staged. I think it was too. But yeah. that's all I remember him for, not great quarterback play. No. I go with a lot better names than that. In fact, he had one of the worst days of any quarterback I've ever seen against the Steelers. Really? Um, I'm trying, I can't think of what year it was, but it was in the – it was in the mid. Ram at that point? It was in that mid '90s period. He might have been with the Saints. I can't remember. He, he didn't even stick with the team. Yeah, you know, like, he, um, very not he was just. They just beat the crap out of him, and he was awful. He should not be close to that list. I no. bet I could come with ten names better than that. Yeah, yeah. Number nine is Michael Vick. I'll take him over Everett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a dynamic, really special player. That if it wasn't for the dog stuff, maybe he'd be remembered different in history and yeah. you know wins and loss and stats and what if he played today he'd be better Lamar. better player Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson. It's funny I think I've told the story before, but my man James and I both got hired with the Browns the same year, and he grew up in Atlanta. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and that was Ben's rookie year. So in our free time, we had nowhere to go home. Our our wives and girlfriends and families were back at the other city. We'd just hang out and get ice cream from downstairs and watch Michael Vick and Ben. So I watched, like, every snap of him that year. He was darn good. He, I'd take him over Lamar, I mean, is my point. Is he was just as dynamic as a runner. He was a better passer than Lamar is. He was a better passer than Lamar is. Yeah. He had that quick snap, dart throw release Yeah, on the run or not. Very, his, his release when he was in his prime was very much like Aaron Rodgers. Yes. and He's I not as accurate him. as Rodgers is, but... yeah. I mean, he could throw the football. We overlapped in the Big East, too, when I was at Pitt. We played against him, and you see him in person. It's like, whoa. You know, I mean, he was a wow player. And, and Lamar is, too. But if Vic was in the same spot that the Ravens are, I think he'd be more successful. Uh, and, again, some of his prime years were taken away. Right. You know, he did the, It was his fault. Yeah, it was his but, fault. Yeah, right, right. I'm not backing him up. But. Uh, number eight, Steve McNair. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got to a Super Bowl, yeah. but – didn't win it. He could be my quarterback any day of the week. I mean, tough as could be. Um, I don't know if we'll talk much about him. I don't know if he'll be a, even an option for the Steelers. But uh, North Dakota State's Trey Lance really gets reminded is gets compared to McNair. And I went and watched highlights of him the other day, and he's a lot of like that. That square build, thick, run through tackles, power arm, tough guy. You know, so he'll be kicked around. Number seven, Dan Fouts. Cool, yeah. I bet I'd have him higher. I don't know who the six are off the top of my head, but 
he was way ahead of his time. I yeah. mean, as much as they threw. And I think he won three playoff games in his career. I don't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, I, I push for Coriel for the Hall of Fame. I think he won three playoff games in his oh, career. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fouts was great, though. Uh, number six is Warren Moon. Moon's even better. Yeah. Similar. Similar. Threw, a threw, for a, threw for a lot of yards, but never. There aren't many better passers in the history of the league than Warren Moon. Uh, Some of his best years were in Canada. Yeah. Number five, he has Phillip Rivers. See, I'd take Rivers behind Moon. Fouts versus Rivers. Who's the best Charger quarterback ever? Maybe Breeze. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Herbert one day. Yeah. I, I think Rivers is really strong, but I th- I'd rather play against Rivers than Moon. Yeah, me too. You know, Moon's great. Uh, number four, Fran Tarkenden. A little before my time, but his, he was also a little ahead of his time in terms of his yeah. running and scrambling and – do you know the story? I'm not putting you on the spot. Why did he become a giant and then go back to the Vikings? That, I, I don't know why that ever happened. Yeah. Because he was a, a, took them to Super Bowls. Yeah, I have, I have I no idea. I don't know that that story. Uh, Rank compares him to a 1970s version of Russell Wilson. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Play extender, a little undersized. I don't know if I would have this guy this high. Three, he has Randall Cunningham. I wouldn't either. I'd rather Vic than Cunningham. I mean, in yeah. terms of pure athletes. Cunningham's highlight table blow people away if they've never seen it. Right. But he's not nearly as consistent as Fouts or Rivers or... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Who was the guy that was just missed, you said? I mean, Ken, I put Ken, Ken Anderson, Anderson, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they're very... Couldn't be more different, but yeah. there's not... Cunningham didn't... How many games did he even start? He started for a while. Yeah. And they had a great defense, so, I mean, that was that was what carried that team. I mean, it, you had Reggie White and Jerome like Brown on that defense, team, right. yeah. It was pretty cool, though. He was making granite countertops or something and came back and brought the Vikings. Remember that stint? Yeah. He was out of the league or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I went 15 and 1 and missed the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was, he was that guy. Gary right. Anderson uh, missed the field yep, goal. Yep, First yep. one all year. Another loaded team. Uh, number two, Jim Kelly. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. You go to four in a row. Yeah, don't win one. Yeah. That's I mean, you're throwing at a higher rate than everyone else in the league at that point, too. Yeah, that's hard to argue. It's the second most famous man from Clarion County. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, Dan Marino. He stands alone. Yeah. I can. I mean, this is going to sound Pitt Homerish, and I don't mean it to, but I think he might be the most underrated quarterback all time because of that one thing. He threw for 5,000 yards in 1984. Yeah, his numbers are ridiculous. When nobody – and, and 48 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was even, like – at that time, if you threw for 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns, you had an outstanding year. You had a rare <laughs> You were year. awesome. Right. And people will say, well, the Marx brothers are really good. Were they? They're not, <laughs> you know, they're good. They're Nobody's fine. talking about them for the Hall no, of Fame. Nobody's I mean, talking about anybody off of that defense for the Hall of Fame. No. I mean, I say this all the time. Like, if Marino would have even played in, like, the Peyton Manning era, you know, the recent era, he'd have all the, he'd have all the records. Yeah. There wasn't a better passer. And... You could hit him in the face and beat up his receivers, and you know the rules were different. Nobody could throw the ball like Danny, and you know he had everything else too: pocket movement, toughness. I mean, if I'm picking, I, I say this all the time because I usually say Rodgers would be my guy. But if we're putting all the Hall of Fame quarterbacks on the on the the, the schoolyard, and we get to pick up teams, I think 13 is going to be on my team more often than not. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and uh, just outstanding career. Uh, you never wanted to play against the Dan Marino team. No. Like, with all respect to, like, Drew Brees, I'll take Marino over him every day of the week. Oh, no doubt. Not even close. No doubt. You know, right, right, right. You don't realize, too, how big Marino was and 
Yeah, right, right. I mean, just a, not easy to get. On still the is actually. But. Sure. sure. <laughs> no, but he's yeah, very just high a, on my quarterback list. Just a great player. Anybody else who didn't make that list that you would think of that? Wow. Uh, There's got to be a million. Best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Um, hmm. This is some good 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 radio here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and don't give me Ryan Fitzpatrick. No. I don't know. I mean, there's got to be more names that we're not thinking of. I'm sure there's some play guys playing now that might someday, you know, that it's too early to write the book on. Man, I'm scanning the I don't look at any head. of the guys playing today, though, the ones who haven't won a Super Bowl yet, who have mm-hmm. been in the league for, like, more than five years. Yeah, I say some of them are really young. You know, Stafford doesn't get on that list. Um, Matt Ryan would be on my top Matt Ryan team. wouldn't get on that list. They, I don't, you love my, Matt Ryan more than I do. See, I just I, I was see gonna a guy bring him who's... up when we were talking about Rivers Hall of Fame. Because if you put Rivers in, I think Rivers is clearly above Ryan. But they're both gonna be really high and Stafford will get on this conversation too of really high on the all time yardage list. Maybe to me it, to me it's which kind is of watered down. The dome guys just you yeah. gotta be you gotta do something really special to, if you're gonna get in off of a dome team. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's because you played because in perfect weather for most of your career. We had the same conversation on my podcast today about Breeze because Rivers, you know, retired, which led us to Breeze and their connection with the Chargers and same year. And I got some outcry for it because I said, I love Drew Breeze. He's obviously a Hall of Famer, but he's like my last tier one quarterback. You know, like I could name you 10, I'll take over Drew Breeze. And a lot of it's because of where he played and, you know, never had to deal with weather and a great player, obvious Hall of Famer. But I'm taking Marino and Young, even like Steve Young, I'll take over him. Well, I've got the uh, the, the Pro Football Reference Hall of Fame monitor here, and I've, mm. I called up the quarterbacks. Uh, the average quarterback has a score of 101 on this. Rivers comes in at 97.64. So the average Hall of Fame quarterback is above that. Okay. So but that's not the worst Hall of Fame quarterback. No, you know what no, I mean? he's just above that. The worst Hall of Fame quarterback. Let me go down. That's like Bob here. Greasy. Um, the worst Hall of Fame, which is really like being the that's the ugliest girl at the beauty pageant. But I, I mean, mean, Jim Kelly scores a fifty-nine point one on this rating. Jim Kelly's an obvious Hall of Famer and is much better than Rivers. Troy Aikman's sixty-four point eight five. He just didn't throw for numbers. But yeah, he, but he won was, and he was. You great. didn't want to play against him. No way. He dropped dimes Ridiculously on. Ridiculously accurate. Yeah. Uh, those hmm. are the Kelly's the lowest rated Hall of Fame quarterback on in, in wow, the, in the, which is nuts. So by this standard, if they had to kick one out, he would be the one that got the boot, which is just crazy. You'd, you'd, so you'd throw out, you'd I throw mean, out Kelly and Aikman. I, I think too much is is I think too much is put on the yardage and touchdown numbers because yeah, they didn't, that didn't happen. Like Len Dawson is an obvious Hall of Famer. Yeah, he threw for um. I mean, inflation has changed. Twenty-eight thousand yards and two hundred thirty-nine touchdowns in his career, and he threw one hundred eighty-three interceptions. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even be an average quarterback today. No, not even close. Yeah, I mean, it's like inflation. I mean, what a, a, a passing yard is worth now compared to what it was worth in nineteen seventy yeah. is night and day. I mean, you mentioned Bob Greasy. Bob Greasy's rated just ahead of him. Right ahead between Dawson and Greasy is Warren Moon. And they're so different. They're, the numbers couldn't be any different. Greasy threw 192 touchdown passes in his, in his career and 172 interceptions. <laughs> Played 13 years. Yeah. Wow. I mean, his 
what I didn't realize till recently, and I, I'm a little behind the times on, because you mentioned it a year or two ago, Bradshaw's t- TD to interception it's, stuff. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, like, it's, I think it's it one to one. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize how many interceptions were thrown back then compared yeah. to now. Bradshaw threw 212 touchdowns and mm-hmm. 210 interceptions. That's insane. Now, not everybody played that way. Right. Like That's what set Ken Anderson apart, is Anderson didn't throw sure. a bunch of interceptions because he wasn't throwing the ball down the field like these other guys. Anderson threw in his career 197 touchdown passes, but only 94 interceptions. Which today isn't that great. Two to one's fine. But if you look at his numbers compared to Bradshaw... Bradshaw threw, Bradshaw threw for 27,989 yards, hmm. 212 touchdowns, 210 interceptions. Anderson was 32,838 yards, 197 touchdowns, and uh, I'm sorry, it was 160 interceptions. Okay. But So the numbers are almost identical. They played Anderson played 71 to 86, Bradshaw was 70 to 83. So they played the, the same, same period. Yeah, yeah, against the same people in the same division. Right. Right. Except um, Bradshaw didn't have to play Steelers defense. Anderson yeah, did. Too. Yeah, he had a little bit easier run, actually. <laughs> so it brings me to a couple of things. Like That's why I kept bringing up Greasy, because I always think of Greasy as just pure game manager. Shula's teams are always bottom of the league in turnovers. Hand the ball to Zonka and kick and Morris and make throws when you have to. You know, and a good player. I'm not ripping on Bob Greasy. I don't know that much about Bob Greasy. But do you think, I mean, where I'm going with the interceptions is, there was that old saying, like, when we were kids, well, when you throw the ball, two out of three things are bad. Yeah. And now, you know. Well, Dan, Dan Fouts had 242 career interceptions. Wow. He had 254 touchdown passes. And he was a mad bomber. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, that just doesn't happen now. It, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, obviously the passing game has changed more than probably any facet of football decade by decade, yeah. let I mean, alone Peyton, the 70s. Peyton Manning has... 539 career touchdown passes, 251 interceptions. Which is but really he, good. But he played a gajillion, you know, 17 years. Look at Aaron Rodgers by chance. Oh, his are nuts. It, it's nuts. He's still only throwing 89 interceptions in his 89. career. 89. Hasn't even topped 100. Brady has 191 career interceptions. And Brady takes good care of the football. Yeah, right, right. You know, that, that's the thing, you know. What's Rodgers' ratio? I'm just curious because it's off the charts. He's thrown 412 touchdown passes and 89 interceptions. That's a 4-to-1 <laughs> right, ratio. Right. Uh, and for a lot those of these Hall of Famers yeah. are close to one to one. For those wondering, uh, Roethlisberger has 396 career touchdown passes and 201 interceptions. Okay, yeah, so he's three to two ish, or more than that. He's right there with you know he's basically two to one. Mm-hmm. That's um, where Manning was. Yeah, right, right. that's where all the the good ones are at. You know, even John Elway. Now Elway's career took him back to '83, so he was still in that period sure, where in he that could, era. Uh, but 300 touchdown passes, 226 interceptions. Yeah, it's a lot. So a lot of picks. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize how many picks there were in the '70s and '80s per pass, and the attempts were way down back then too. No yeah, they didn't. They just didn't times. throw. Uh, I remember noting this a couple of years ago that Roethlisberger averaged in his career has averaged in his career more completions per game than Bradshaw did attempts. Wow, and I bet his completion percentage is better. Everything's better. Everything's he's, better. He's course, better across course, the board, but the numbers. It is apples to apples or apples to oranges. Yeah. though. I mean, so I mean to compare, for example, if you look at this list. You got Ryan, and then right above him is Bart Starr. Yeah, I mean, past Starr and heartbeat. Yeah, there's nothing there. I mean, Bart Starr threw 152 touchdown passes and 138 interceptions in Mm -hmm. his career. Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't that far off that list. 
Right. <laughs> That's all you need to know. I mean, know? if you if you know, I don't know if you if you look at you can't go you by can't just, just go by yards and things no. like that. And, you know, for for a while, Vinny Testaverde was not really was in the top list. was in the top ten in, in yeah, total yeah. yards. I think Kerry Collins was high on that list yeah. when he retired. You know, I mean, they're average players who played a long time in a good era. Yeah, and they'll go right past them. I mean, nobody's going to touch. First five years of production, Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes is going to blow all the numbers away because the game has changed so much. Yeah, right, you can't right. you can't hit receivers anymore. No, I mean, that's that was a game change. You know, to me, that's been the biggest change in the game. You look at Roethlisberger's numbers. Can't hit quarterbacks either. Right, but look at Roethlisberger's numbers pre twenty ten. Okay, and then post twenty ten. And it's probably true for Manning, and, and like, that's all true the guys for everybody. You, you, the the passing thing. took off at that point because receivers didn't have to worry about catching a ball over the middle anymore and getting decapitated. Yeah, right, right. right. I mean, there was a true that to me was factor. every bit as important as well. You can't you can't mug them at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I do think the quarterback thing too. I mean, growing up as a kid, you'd watch those guys get hit in the head time and time again. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's where a, you know the the, the the outlawed you know being able to hit a guy in the knees. Yeah, right. You know. There's a strike zone for the quarterback now, and right. And it's better for the game, I and mean, we still have injuries, and we just saw the last two MVPs leave games with concussions last week, but it's still rare. Yeah. And, and they're, I'm an old-school Lambert type of guy, and don't put a dress on them mentality, but it's better. I mean, and, yeah. the, oh, by the way, it keeps these people safer. People yeah. want to see People want to see, people want to see the quarterbacks. But a holding call would, wouldn't break my heart once in a while. No, they can call that. <laughs> He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, there, I, I keep seeing on social media mm-hmm. people saying, Ben Roethlisberger needs to retire. Ben Roethlisberger should retire. The Steelers should do this. The Steelers should do that. Yeah. Today I saw, and it was, it was, I respect his work, Mike DeCourcy put out a thing from Sporting News. Steelers need to cut Ben Roethlisberger so that they can sign Bud Dupree. If it were that simple... Right. There's more to this puzzle than it, that. It doesn't work that way. Um, just releasing Ben Roethlisberger now means... Because, first of all, the Steelers released Devlin Hodges earlier this week. Okay. Right. Off, their, off their practice squad. Yep. Josh Dobbs is a free agent. Not that okay. that even factors into the equation. No, right. But, I mean, I hear what you're saying. And Roethlisberger, is gonna, he's going to cost you... Nineteen million dollars to have him on your roster. Everybody focused on that forty-two point one uh, two five million dollar. Uh, that doesn't matter. It's that cost doesn't matter. 
for all of you that make this decision, it's Ben versus nineteen million. Nineteen million is that Ben does. Roethlisberger worth nineteen million dollars? Right. on your roster. And I think it's a discussion. You know, I mean, yeah. they could sure use nineteen million, and if that would keep Bud around, that's great on the surface. That's a pretty big if, though. That's a pretty big if because. Right. I mean, they're going to make other moves, too, yeah. and they're going to free up some space, and we'll talk about that a lot. But then you're creating other holes. Including starting quarterback. Starting quarterback, yeah. Right. Because if you release if you release Ben Roethlisberger to just to sign back Bud Dupree. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-for-one swap. It's not a one-for-one swap because you now need, in my opinion, a veteran backup quarterback to or not only— starting quarterback. Not only back up Mason Rudolph. You're not going to hand the starting job to Mason Rudolph. See, that's the thing. Like, if— I think Mason's come a long way, but we've seen one game. Right. You know, like again, could and he then, be your starter? Could or he be? Yes. Gap? But you're Maybe. not going. They're not going to hand it to him. They're not going to say, he Mason, you're our guy. They're gonna. They would have to bring in either a competition for him, or at the very least, a veteran backup who would be there for him to bounce stuff off of. Right. And you don't have the second or third pick in the draft where you're going to guarantee yourself a, 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 a young, rookie yeah. and go with that route and win with defense and rookies and build a running game. You know, and, and they're not trade up, they're you know. not going to be in the business of trading up this year either, in my opinion, because I they don't it. they they have too many needs, and they need to build that nest around. For they, the yeah, you can't that, just bring a rookie quarterback into this with no offensive line and say, "Here, have at it." That's right. what that's what Cincinnati did. How'd that Cincinnati work out for did. them? Absolutely. <laughs> There's some guys that might be available that I would be interested in. You know, as part two of that equation, including a Wentz. A Darnold, they're going to cost you a pick, but they're going to cost you a pick, right? You know, Rivers retired, so all of a sudden, one of those guys—they're also going to cost you money against your cap, they're, they're which is in addition to the money that you're already—you know—that you mm-hmm. you you've spent you spent your nineteen million dollars on Dupree. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think next year's the time to do it. There are some free agents of interest that you know. I I really like Jacoby Brissett. I'm looking at a list now. I mean. Andy Dalton doesn't do it for me. Cam Newton doesn't do it for me. Mitch Trubisky doesn't do it for me. And, folks, these guys don't play for free. Right. I kind of like Winston, you know, considering I don't think he's going to make a ton. But he's not, he's not going to He's not going to sign for the $1.25 million that he got this year. And neither is Cam Newton. Or, because you know, here's right, the right. thing. Last year, and that was my, that's something that Mike brought up when I was going back and forth with him on Twitter, last year was, was the outlier in the quarterback market because there was such a it was we talked about it all last offseason how mm. you just don't see seven or eight starting quality quarterbacks there hit the open market on a regular usually there's basis more chairs than quarterbacks right. this year there was less chairs than quarterbacks and so a couple of people so stopped, you're going to be bidding against sit. washington you're um, going to be getting bidding against uh new orleans new england the colts the colts all these teams that need quarterbacks and they owe more money these guys aren't signing for nothing no they're not and, and and you're not going to be willing if if you really think that you need to bring in a quarterback to either compete with or start over Rudolph. You're not going to wait to, to sign the last guy standing, no, because you might get left without one. And it's the least desirable one, <laughs> right? And it's the one nobody else wanted, which is what happened to Newton this year. Mm-hmm. And he performed like a quarterback that nobody would have wanted. See, I don't know if this gets you Bud Dupree, but the one thing I would I would be interested or would highly entertain or would try to work is Ben leaves. I offer the Jets a second and fifth for Darnold, who's cheap for this year, and then you see where he, you know, you money to franchise him or extend him next year. But he hasn't been great. I mean, right. But at least he could be 
better than Rudolph now, maybe Ben's successor, maybe a starter here for the next eight years, but he's going to cost you a pick. I don't know that he's hand- – I don't know right now, with given his state of mind and, and what I've seen, mm-hmm. that he's obviously better than Rudolph. I do. I know there's more to work with. If you Well, there's more to work with, That's but we haven't right seen right. it come to fruition. No. If you look at his numbers, and he's had plenty of opportunities – Yes, yes, it's with a bad franchise. He doesn't have great tape. I'm Maybe that, that gets better, but he's still a guy that throws the throws the ball into mm-hmm. bad situations and makes bad decisions. Right. I mean, I, that's why I, I'll test drive him for a year. See, I, I'd rather have the second round pick. Would you? I'd rather have Roethlisberger in a second round pick and go with that. I know what Roethlisberger is. I know that if I get, because that second round pick could be a running back. Oh it, yeah, right, right. It's going to be something to help Ben. Yeah, you know, right. Or your, 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 the future of your franchise. Mm-hmm. And a young guy that's cost controlled for the next four, maybe five years. Right. You know, right. I hear you. I mean, it might be your next pouncy. I mean, it might be your next center. Or, right. I mean, it's I, a valuable you know, pick. Think about this year's draft. Okay, Claypool was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Highsmith was your three, and, and in the fourth you got Dotson and right. yeah. They all hit. Okay, those guys all hit. Mm-hmm. So if your first three picks this year all hit for you. Okay. Okay. Again, I'm not necessarily on the train of push Ben out of town that he's not worth, you know, Ben versus 19 million is what's on the scale right now. Right. I think I still lean towards Ben. But the Darnold thing, at least, it kills two birds, though. I mean, it, it might does. be the succession plan. But you're also then going to have to pick up that fifth year option. Oh, yeah. As right, soon right. as you, you don't have the choice. No, no, you got to do that. Because that has to be immediate. Mm-hmm. Because that would be this spring that you have to pick up that fifth year option. And you hope you have enough. And the, oh, by the way, this them. year here, here's the, the the kicker on that. Under the new CBA, when you pick up that fifth year option, you used to be able to rescind that. Mm-hmm. You can't anymore. It's guaranteed. It's, right? it's guaranteed yeah, money. Yeah. So you, you're guaranteeing him the average pay of the of, of the top third through because he hasn't made a Pro Bowl. Quarterbacks number three through twenty. Mm-hmm. So you're you're going to be guaranteed locked in to Sam Darnold next year at probably twenty plus million dollars. Is yeah, that where well, you yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, at? It's going to be the going rate. Yeah, and you'll have you know a, a whole season to see what he. But has. if he stinks, you're still stuck with him. Oh, then you still got to find you haven't filled, you haven't filled, you know right fixed your problem at all. No, I hear you. I, I don't see a great solution because even a year from now, it's not going to be. Oh, we get the first pick in the draft. We're going to take Lawrence, and it's going to be here's the difference though to me. Next year, because. You you know you're potentially losing guys like Bud Dupree and uh, or, or Cam. You're gonna you're gonna lose some of these guys. Filer, Juju. Dupree, Juju, Sutton, Connor. Hilton, Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna lose. Way Villanueva more than you could, if yeah, he yeah, decides yeah. to play again, he's gonna get a decent contract from sure. somebody. You're gonna you're gonna get a, a ridiculous amount of comp picks next year. Oh yeah yeah. I mean you're gonna and and not just you know fifth and sixth rounders thirds and fourths. Two, and right, you yeah, might yeah. get two or three third round draft comp yeah, picks. You right. might get two two thirds and a fourth. Uh-huh. Now you've got the ammunition. If you want to move up to get a quarterback, you can do so. Depending where you pick in the first round and what the class looks like and all those yeah. things. I mean possibly. But you you got the you've got the 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 tools to go get it. And oh by the way, a bunch of cap space. The cap space is the key, too. Yeah. I mean, both those are... Because I do not expect, if Ben Roethlisberger is back this year, I don't expect him to be costing them or counting uh, $42, $42 million against their cap. No, right, I think right, they right, push right. some of that into next year, and that's not, quote-unquote, kicking the can down the road at the cost of mm-hmm. your, your... They've got the, the salary cap space to do that in the future. Right. But does any of that get us bud? I mean, I guess these are two different conversations, I think, is your original point. Yeah. Like, Cutting Ben 
and saving 19 versus retaining Bud are two different conversations to me. And yeah. you don't have to do one to do one the other. One does not mean that you do the other. because right. And one doesn't ensure that you can do the other. Right. You know, it, 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 just, it just doesn't. You know, what if Bud doesn't want to play here? What if Bud right. wants to go, you know, Bud, what if Bud gets on the open? Bud wants to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. You know, he because. Well, then, you're, then he's gone. Then he's gone because he's somebody's going to offer him $20 million a year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he should. And he'll yeah. take it and right, it'd be crazy not to. Here's the question, and I bet there's mixed feelings of our audience. It could Bud aside, if Bud's gone, Juju's gone, can I use $19 million to get better at the quarterback position this year? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I might be able to take $19 million in draft picks and get Stafford. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, is... I don't know if that's better for your long-term future, though. I mean, I think Ben. I think Stafford's a better quarterback than Ben right now, but is Stafford's money plus a first-round pick? They're not going to give them to you, right? You're not going to just say, "Here, take this guy," right? Or Jimmy, or oh, not Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you could get Bridgewater. I'm sure you could. Yeah. You know, right. You can get. You, you can, can get, get somebody Mariota else's garbage. Or, yeah. Right. 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 I have no interest in those guys. Yeah. I mean, there's just not a lot of names. If you're in on Darnold or Wentz, I could understand it. But they come with very obvious flaws. Yeah. I mean, you're buying low for a reason. Their tape is bad. Right. I mean, their tape is bad. I mean, you had to love them coming out of school. And I can see that. I mean, they might look at Darnold and be like, ooh, if I get my hands on him, I can fix him. Or Wentz. But, boy. If you make that trade, you better do it. You better be sure. Right, right, right. And you're not going to have the resources to make life as much easier on him. Right. You know, his lines going to be okay. His running game's going to be okay. They're not going to be great. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this with the Fantasy Football Focus. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Fantasy fo- mm. fo- uh, football focus and uh, looking at the uh, the news and notes from the teams that are still alive. Uh, Patrick Mahomes took reps, uh, apparently all the reps on Wednesday for the Chiefs, but that does not mean that he is out of the concussion protocol no, right. or even cleared to, to play on Sunday. Right. Uh, it's just one of the steps that you have to take. He to, also has to a get foot cleared. injury that everyone right. will forget about. Um, but yeah, it's not like oh, he's out of the woods. I mean, just because he's really good and he's Patrick Mahomes doesn't mean he's any different than you know Vance McDonald coming out of the concussion <laughs> protocol or whoever. Speaking of which, there was a national radio host who said that the NFL should consider postponing the AFC Championship until Patrick Mahomes oh my gosh. is ready to play. Are you out of your mind? That's not how the world works, man. Come on, man. Right. This is a guy that gets paid all kinds of money. People actually pay attention to this moron, and he says stuff like that. That's never going to happen. That's ridiculous. Right. I mean, 
They could be out ten starters. They're ten best guys. Yeah, and doesn't matter. Josh Allen could be hurt. Yeah, you know? uh, the Steelers. Matter. The Steelers played the what seventy seven AFC Championship game without their top three running backs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right, like, right. They didn't say, "Hey, let's postpone the game until Franco and Rocky are back." I Doesn't think work the Rams would have liked Aaron Aaron Donald at full strength. Yeah. Hey, let's play it. In, let's play it in March when these guys are healthy. No, come, come on. on, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But I mean, I bet he plays, but we don't know that. We, we have no yeah, it's not he, it's not 100. percent He could have a setback time. tonight or tomorrow. You know, right? that's the thing that the as part of the concussion protocol, uh, having a non-contact athletic workout. Mm-hmm. Well, that was what. That's what this. That's what this one, is right? for a quarterback. Right? There's never any. Hit, you're not going to hit the quarterback in practice. Right, right, right. So he's out there running around a little bit. Tomorrow we'll see how he feels. Yeah, and he could he could come. He, and, he could show up with a, with a headache. Mm-hmm. He could show up with blurred vision. It could be any number of, of of things that happen tomorrow because of this workout today. The reports after the game, not that he could have went back in, were pretty favorable that it wasn't a quote bad one. You know yeah. that he's in, he's very lucid or whatever. I, don't, I hate talking medical stuff, but. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. anything. Yeah, right, I mean, right. there's there, you know, concussions are just mm-hmm. nobody knows. But I guess it'll be at least in terms of you know game planning for that game. They're going to practice as though he's the starter and he's going to get reps against the Bills defense, scout team, and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Um, it's almost like COVID. You could have a setback any. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one, but A.J. Brown had surgery on both knees. I did. And that that adds up. You know, he, he didn't practice a lot of Wednesdays. Still was a dominant player. But he reminds me of Julio more and more every time I watch him. I mean, good and bad. Yeah. He always has a lower, some, lower leg something or other. You know, he's always questionable every week. But he is a full-grown man and a total stud. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh Zach Moss had tightrope ankle surgery. I saw the headline. I had no idea what that meant. I don't know what it is either, but it was to treat his high ankle sprain. Is it a uh, new strategy? Cause it must be. High ankle sprains are bad. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a broken re- it's a broken bone in your in your leg essentially. Mm-hmm. I've actually had but one to each each uh, ankle, and I, I, I'm under the. And this is more of a fantasy thing. Like, well, I, I, Michael Thomas got that early high ankle sprain. Write him off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sell him while you can, or if he's coming back, dump him. Yeah, he's gonna have. He had surgery he yesterday had surgery, or today yeah. or something too. Um, like, yeah, he wasn't the same all year. Right. I mean, he'll be probably fine next year. But when you hear high ankle sprain, get rid of your dude for a guy that runs for yeah, guy, yeah. receivers. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, get rid of him. I mean, it's a bad injury. Um, we didn't talk about this yet because we didn't do a show. But the the Ravens have uh, waived Mark Ingram. Yeah. Right. Right. Seems. I mean, I guess it was just a foregone conclusion. I imagine he'll be in the league next year, though, and I'd consider him if I were the Steelers. Here's the thing about him now, because he was released, doesn't count against your doesn't count pick. against your comp picks. Yeah, makes I guess the, they did him a favor. Makes those along. makes right. those guys a little more attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save them five million dollars against their cap. That he's not going to get anything close he was to that after the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about signing him at like league minimum for a year. Yeah, and drafting somebody else. Um, John Elway said that he remains high on Drew Locke, but. New uh, GM George Patton will continue to look to fill that spot if we don't think Drew is the guy. I guess that's what they should say. No way do they go into camp saying Drew's the guy, though. You know they, that, yeah. that shocked me this year. They were all in on him. At least bring in an Andy Dalton type. Yeah. They had a little bit of cap space too. That's not the same as the Ben backup conversation right. at all. You no, know, it's a young quarterback, super young quarterback with a young offense. 
I mean, he shows some signs, but I think they got to add somebody. Yeah. Um, Arthur Smith is going to call his own plays as the head coach in Atlanta. That always worries me. I don't me. ever think that that's a good idea. Yeah, that always worries me. I hope he's smart enough to have somebody in the booth that he trusts for replays and fourth down, go for it or not, or some kind of game manager, coordinator type yeah. guy, you know. But that's uh, rough. That's what he does. That's the problem with those guys, though. Like, that's what he does best. And if you're going to take that off him, he's not as valuable. Right. But he's worth giving a shot as a head coach, but not if you take his best asset away from him, you know, and – and it's hard to do both. Um, Antonio Brown's knee injury is not considered serious. Uh, it looks like he's going to play in the uh, okay. NFC Championship game. Really didn't do much, and that killed our DFS line. He did. Yeah. But he also got injured, but it's a big deal for them because Jari Alexander's an elite corner, but the others aren't. And he's not going to follow, probably. I guess I read today back in Week 7 was the last time he truly followed somebody. And I don't even know, would it be Godwin or Evans? But I'm sure Brady's just going to look at whoever Alexander isn't covering. Uh, let's take a look at some uh, DFS bargains. We'll pick our DFS lineup. Yeah, that's a good Friday. This thing. according to uh, Renee Miller on uh, Roto World. Uh, she's looking at John Brown. Been down that road, but I like the player. Yeah. she. Oh, let's go to DraftKings since that's what we use. No, oh, okay. She's looking at Ronald Jones at 4600 Ooh. I know that's not real expensive, but doesn't Fournette seem like the guy there? Yeah, you never know from week to yeah, week. Yeah, I, I mean, running backs, we're going to find, uh, besides Aaron Jones, the running backs are very frightening. It be difficult, and yeah. Edward Solaire actually tore up the Bills last time they played. He might play in this game. Looks like he's trending in that direction. Yeah. Uh, boy, I wonder what he costs, though. <laughs> I don't trust him. Uh, Cole Beasley at 4,100. He's a quality player. Yeah. I think both these games will be high scoring. I don't think he caught a pass though last week. I don't think so. He's fighting something. Yeah. He's going to have some kind of postseason surgery, I can promise you. Uh, John Brown at 4,300 and Alan Lazard at 4,200. Who do you prefer out of those two? Similar. Similar. I probably prefer Lazard. Yeah. You save 100. I'm in on Lazard. You save 100 bucks. He had a m- nice game last yeah. week. Uh, the more I watch him, the more I like the player, too. Yeah. And I think they kind of told us. I mean, I was one of them. Really critical of Green Bay of not getting another receiver, but maybe he's good, you know, and they knew that. Uh, do you like Gronk at 5,200? This is on uh, FanDuel. Not really. He no. blocks a lot now. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily like that either. You, if, you, if you take Gronk, you're hoping for a touchdown. Yes. And that's hit or miss. It's a, he, have one, he has one catch in two playoff games. Yeah. That's, Would you rather start like Dawson Knox? Yes. Would you? Absolutely. I might rather start Brayton. In fact, I put together a lineup the other day. I think I sent this to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this is this is what I ended up with. Um, and this all fit uh, on DraftKings. Josh Allen at 6,900. All the quarterbacks are pretty appealing. Yeah. So that's great. I went with Aaron Jones at 6,500. He was the most expensive running back this week. He should be by far. Yeah. I think he's going to be pretty chalky. But 6,500 is a bargain. He's a bargain for yeah. the number one running back on the board, right? I went with Leonard Fournette at fifty three hundred. I prefer Fournette over Jones. Here's where point. here's where I really cleaned up. Devontae Adams at eight thousand. Wow. Tyreek Hill at seventy two hundred. Wow. I mean, there's some stud receivers this weekend. Stephon Diggs at seven thousand. Wow. Are they the top three? They got it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you maybe get Evans or something like mm-hmm. that in there, but I bet uh, everyone's flex this week is going to be a wideout. I had Dawson Knox at twenty eight hundred. As my tight end. He could get a zero, but 
I like the player, and yeah. they're going to throw a lot. I'm probably going to adjust this, but I've got $300 remaining. I didn't spend it all, so I probably will, because I try to spend it all. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Because right now I have Gronk as my flex. That's not bad. Again, you're really hoping I'm hoping for a, for a touchdown. Or, or, yeah, for a touchdown, right. And then I had the Bills defense. All the defenses are horrible. Yeah. I mean, I'd almost rather start none if you could. Because <laughs> <laughs> you might, get, points, you might right? get negative points, yeah. I, I picked both these games like 35-30 neighborhood. I think there's going to be a yeah. lot of points in both. I mean, you're just hoping for some sacks. You're hoping right. for a pick, pick something, something like, yeah. like that. I something. Uh, a, a return, you know. For our Friday conversation, my vote might just be whatever the cheapest D is. I think they were right there. Let me look and see here. They all should be pretty similar. Uh, the Bucks defense was the cheapest at 2700 Yeah. I mean, it's a tough matchup, but they're all tough matchups. Yeah, I went, they yeah. shot. They at least did well against Rodgers the first time. But I like this. This if I can get Allen, Jones, Fournette, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs as my top five guys or top six guys, I don't really don't care who yeah, <laughs> my other right, guys right, are. Right. No, that makes sense. <laughs> but if I get points out of those guys, then I'm in good shape. As you were saying last week, I think a lot of those those guys in those lineups, quarterback aside, I think they'll probably be a quarter, a quarter, a quarter. The know. reason I went with, with Allen was because he runs more than the other guys. He definitely does. You know, so I think... Mm-hmm. And I bet Mahomes doesn't run at all this week. Yeah, I would not expect him to run yeah. at all. I don't. Brady's not going to run at all. No, Rodgers might. Yeah, Brady might fall into the end zone. That would be the only, yeah, the yeah. only way you're getting anything there. And Rodgers runs two or three times a game, well, and that's it. He scored last week, but that's fluky yeah. and certainly not to count on. Um, but I th- I'm just thinking of what others will... You know, who will be the popular lineups this week? I think Jones will be in a high, high percentage. Yeah, I mean, you, you, almost, I on that. you almost have to you start. You almost him. have to. Yeah. Um, then it's probably, it probably will be Fournette. Probably. Because that's, I mean, spending, you know, 11-8 on your two running backs is mm-hmm. not no, that's not cheap, crazy. Right. Yeah. Would you rather, if they're the same price and you knew he was playing, would you play Edward Solaire over Fournette? Potentially, and I'll have to look at that one. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the money's good. He's five thousand, so I could actually save. He might play ten snaps. Though. I could save three hundred, yeah. or you can go with with Williams at forty eight hundred. If you don't, I don't, th- I don't think Dylan's playing. Yeah, I'm talking Damian Williams. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about Jamal. It, because he ran the ball like crazy last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you have? Not uh, Damian Williams. The other Williams or Daryl. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Daryl. But he had thirteen carries for seventy eight yards and caught four passes for sixteen yards. Do we know Lev Bell's out? He just doesn't appear to be in the uh, in the mix. Yeah, because last week he got, despite the fact that he got two carries for six yards and got two targets and didn't catch them. Like yeah, I think he's a wash there. Yeah, it I was, wonder if he'll even be in the league next year. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, because if you bring Lev Bell to the Steelers for two million a year, I don't know if I'd pay him two million. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't done much lately. Yeah. Uh, but I would, I mean, I would think about Edwards Hilaire there because it would save me three hundred bucks, and then mm-hmm. maybe I can upgrade that that flex position. It would be real nice if Edward Solaire doesn't play. Yeah, then you would. Then you jump on Williams. Then you jump on Williams, and you save uh, another. You save five hundred, and then I can really. Upgrade. And then you cut Gronk, right, for the best receiver, rate best receiver available, whatever I can get. Some good ones, John Brown right. or whoever. If I go that direction, let's say maybe let's, it's Lazard. Let's or say Brown it is. Or, oops. Let's say it is Damian Williams or Daryl Williams. I should say right. I get those guys. Daryl, my other brother, Daryl. Then I can cut uh, Gronkowski as my flex, and that gives me enough money to spend. Because uh, even if Edward Solaire plays, will he be the full-time guy? See, that would give me $4,000, and $4,000 is the kind of the, the bottom part of what can get you a decent player. You just have to figure out which one. Would it be McCole Hardman? Maybe if Sammy Watkins, Watkins doesn't I play? I think, is out. Yeah. Um, I bet you could do better than Hardman, though. 
Could be. Yeah, I don't like any of these guys, though. Does it get you a better tight could end? Could be like Valdez Scantling. Yeah, I mean, you're rolling the dice for yeah. a big play, but that could happen. Could be Tanyan. I'd say Tanyan's pretty consistent. Yeah. I'd way rather have Tanyan than Gronk. I mean, that's not even close. Yeah. I was $100 short of getting Gronk or getting Tanyan over Gronk. I needed mm-hmm. I needed $400. I had 300 Well, if I go with, if that's, if that's what, the way this goes, then I could get Tanyan instead of Gronk, and I would be much happier. Much happier, right. Tanya's good. Tanya's going to be a big factor in this game. Yeah, so going to be interesting. Uh, it's always worth keeping an eye on. We'll do our yeah, DFS lineup uh, on the— Thinking about it now over the next 48 hours. Yeah, we will do that on Friday for our Fantasy Football Focus. But uh, we're going to take a break now. Uh, we'll be back right after this with more. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and Matt uh, ESPN. Uh, Kevin Seifert put out a, uh, a list of the top 50 free agents mm. in, available in the NFL this year. And this is as of right now, of course. Sure. Obviously, this list will change uh, over time. Uh, but goes back to our Bud Dupree conversation. When these lists were coming out last year, the pot- was up as well. potential free agents for after this season. Right. Bud Dupree, in a lot of cases, wasn't on this list. Not on the, right, not ranked. Not even in the top 50. Not, and they still franchised him and worked yeah. out really well. Now he's listed as seventh. Is he seven? Seventh. Wow. And, and these lists, first of all, folks, some of these guys will get franchised and get swept off the market. Some of them will get locked up to long-term deals. And a lot of names will get added to it, probably this right. year more than ever, yeah. in terms of cap casualties. So interesting year for free agents. and. Unfortunately, the Steelers aren't going to be in the market to bring any in, but there could be a lot of household names changing teams this year. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, and yeah. we'll see what the uh, what the salary cap comes in at. That's all going to affect no, how course, this whole right, thing right. works out. Uh, but their number one guy is Dak Prescott. I think it has to be. I mean, who knows where he is physically in terms of his his injury, but he's a 28 year old quarterback, 28 year old franchise quarterback. I yeah. mean, he's not much different than Deshaun Watson to me in terms of, you know, what you'd pay for an available guy. Yeah. Number two, I don't know if I agree with this one, but the position he plays is important. That's Trent Williams. I'm I not paying he, for a 33 year old offensive yeah, tackle. I say, I mean, I think he's right there with Armstead with the saints as as maybe the best tackle in the league. And he did really well with San Fran. But he has injury history and age, yeah. you know. Like you're gonna hand him ooh. a three or four year contract because that's probably what he's gonna want. Yeah, for huge, huge money. Yeah, you better hope he whitworths it to the end of his career. You know what I mean? Uh, number three is Leonard Williams. It's funny, myself included, made fun of the Giants when they traded for him <laughs> with the Jets. He's been really good for the Giants, and he's starting to get accumulate more sacks. I mean, he's like a Cam Hayward type. He's 27. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm starting to believe there might be something to this. And I, I mentioned this when people were talking about to it a lot. I said, you realize Cam didn't have his breakout until he was like 26 yeah, years right, old. Right, right, Boom, here you go. Another one of these big guys that, that took a couple of years. Right. But I'm sitting here thinking of that. 
which is a whole nother conversation, but boy, it makes sense. You know, like Leonard Williams, I'm sure he was at least a four star recruit, if yeah. not a five. Goes was to coached USC, up at, yeah. And is the, what, the third or fourth pick in the draft? May have been the best player in that draft class coming out. But those guys like to it. I always noticed this as a, when I was recruiting. There's five of them that come out of the high school ranks every year. Yeah. And they're so much better than everybody else. They're freakier than They don't any have to worry about position. technique or any no, of these things. They right. just they just take this guy bulldoze and throw people, away yeah. In, right. And it's really hard to do that when you get to the league. And then maybe you realize I gotta get my pads low, I gotta get inside hands, I gotta learn a variety of pass rush moves. That these are pro dudes blocking me and they're allowed to hold. The thing that always struck me about to it as well, because when I did the radio show with him, we would talk about, you know, how long he'd actually played the position. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he didn't start playing until he was like 14 years old. Nah. And the Steelers drafted him when he was 20. Yeah. You know, you're not getting a finished product there. You're getting no, a guy, right. you know, it's not, you know, it's it's, it's going to take some time for that. And they, and they grow into their body a little bit too. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I'm sure technique was not his specialty at 16, no, 17. No, turn on his high school tape. Then he just killed everybody. I mean, he's, right. he's, he looks like King Kong out there running around with the rest of this guy, yeah. just throwing people out of the way and... It goes back to recruiting again to me. Like there was, uh, if five or six of them come out in every recruiting class, as opposed to forty wideouts that everybody wants, they all go to the same schools, right? You know, and they and some of them turn into offensive tackles, you know, eventually. And boy, I mean, that's a rare breed. And they, it's one of the few positions where you don't have to necessarily work hard, even at the college level, even at the SEC, to be one of the most dominant players on the field. Yeah, number four, Brandon Scherf. Yeah, they franchised him last year. Yeah. He's twenty nine. Yeah, he's still yeah. still young enough. Hunter Henry at five. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, he's twenty six years old. He can't stay healthy. No. And that's that. Maybe again, we've talked about that before too. Maybe it's a tight end thing. You know, yeah, these guys it kind of is the guys that are asked to do a lot of blocking mm-hmm. tend to end up hurt a lot. <laughs> and they take a lot of hits in the middle of the field by three or four people hitting yeah. them, and could fall weird. There's a lot of those guys that durability is a concern. But he's also hitting that age where tight ends usually take a jump forward. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't think he's a special talent. You know, like Darren Waller's more athlete has a higher upside yeah. than him. But he's he's a good tight end, and there aren't many of them in the league. Uh, they have Yannick Ngakwe six. That's probably a little rich for me. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think Ngakwe versus Bud's a conversation. Who well, Bud's best. Bud's seven. Yeah, I know. I think right now I'd rather have Bud. I think so too. I mean, I think Ngakwe is a really good bender. He's quick twitch, dude. But Bud, the physical gifts he have, I might rather have them than Dockways. And Bud's coming off a better year. And Gawkway finished the season with eight sacks this year. That's mm-hmm. the fourth time in his five seasons that he's finished below double digits in sacks. On three teams this year, too. On three teams this year, yeah. Uh, whereas Bud, uh, in the last two seasons, has 19 and a half sacks, and he missed the final five games. Only seven players in the league the last two years have more sacks than Bud. Really? It adds up. Yeah. And he missed five of 32 possible games. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, he's, he's an above-average run stopper. Yeah, he's a super powerful up. You know, yeah. he's When people say, don't draft projects, well, this is what projects turn I, into. I just, uh, right. Here's the problem the Steelers are going to have with Bud. Because you franchise tagged him, and we've talked about this before in the past, the franchise tag to me is something that needs to go away. It's hard for negotiations. Because it kills your negotiations mm-hmm. with that player. Because now you've set the floor we think you're worth 
franchise tag 15, money. It was fifteen point eight million this year. So he's well, going to come in and say, I want yeah, more than that. If I'm Bud's agent, I'm coming in and saying, well, you paid him 15.8 this year, so that's where we start at. I had a great year I want to raise. Yeah. Which, why wouldn't you start there? Right. The other thing I hate about the franchise tag, and I bring this up And a the lot, other thing right? is, if you because you get that second franchise tag now sitting out there, mm-hmm. that's going to that's gonna be $18 million. Well, now that's really where I'm – look, I'm if you franchise tag me again – you owe me $18 million. Mm-hmm. So that's where I want to start the negotiations. Which the Steelers aren't going to do that right. this year. But if you're really, really good and you're a team that has an awful lot of money, you can do that. But I also don't like about the franchise tag is kind of the, t- the opposite. Is you, If you're way better than everyone else in your position, you're Aaron Donald. And maybe this will be T.J. Watt's situation. It's a, a, a bargain for the team to franchise oh, absolutely. Aaron Donald. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or... Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're worth more than everybody else at your position, and I only have to give you the combination of the top five, you screw the player over, but it's a it's a bargain. This is going to be the problem that the Cowboys are going to have with Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, he's going to want. Because you put the franchise tag yeah. on him. This was not what the franchise tag was meant to do. <laughs> no, right, right, right. It's supposed to keep, you know, it's kind of like the Larry Bird rule. We yeah. don't want people to leave their you know, the team that they're associated with. Uh, Kenny Galladay is eight. I'm fine with that. I'm not sure he'd be my top receiver, though. No, I don't think he would be my Some of these names you're about to list of receiver yeah. are pretty impressive. Uh, Justin Simmons, 9. Hey, he's a really good player. He he's, got franchises here. He's 27. Uh, Allen Robinson, 10. He's, I'd take Robinson over He's Gallaudet. 28. Galladay's a year younger, but I would okay. take, I'd take Robinson. Although Robinson said that. trust Robinson more. said that knee injury. Mm-hmm. Well, Galladay's had, had injuries, too. He's though. had his share. Johnny Smith at 11. That's too rich for me. Yeah. I like the player. I don't I like do him too. that much. I don't like him that much. He's another one that. His 27 through 30 years could be a lot better than yeah, his first He's 26 year. now. Yeah, that makes so sense. He's still a young player. Trey Hendrickson. He's a double-digit sack guy this year. 13 and a half this year. His first year as a full-time starter. Mm-hmm. You're kind of looking at, okay, what, you know, is he is he worth that money? Is this Was this a flash in the pan, or is this something that... Kind of reminds me of Shaq Barrett. Because they took him in the first much. round, and people were like... No, that was Davenport. Or Davenport. That, that's right. right, Davenport. See, I don't think this guy is a super high ceiling. Everyone's keying on Cam Jordan, right. and he's a piece of the puzzle, but I bet he gets overpaid. Yeah. You know, I mean, pass rush, I bet like the Raiders give him too much. Yeah. Uh, Chris Goblin at 13. I'd rather, right there I'd rather have Goblin than the other two guys. Over Robinson? He, yeah. He's yeah. 25. He's 25. He can play in the slot. He's tough. Yeah. He had a lot of injuries this year, too, but I think the guy you saw two years ago is who he really is. Yeah. I'd pay him. Yeah, I, I would pay him, and I think the I think the uh, Buccaneers probably will, although I don't know what their cap situation is. I don't it, either. Everybody's but... cap situation is, you know. Yeah. Like, I know Hendrickson will not be a saint next year. <laughs> right. I know that because they can't afford him. Right. But Godwin's worth the franchise tag. Yeah. Aaron Jones at 14. Your first running back. He's 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't have a ton of miles on him because you know he's a part-time player for them. Rotational player, clearly yeah. the best running back. Um, I, I, Jamal Williams is also up. They used a second-round pick on Dylan. I assume they know only one of those two at most is going to return. But Jones is by far the most valuable of those. Yeah, I think he's a really good player. But you might regret signing him two years from now. Uh, Fifteen is Shaq Barrett. Yeah, he was up a year ago, too. Franchise yeah. tag guy. Had another good year. Again, they probably can't bring him back. Probably can't. But I'd rather I don't know if you can have – they're, they're the same – okay, Goblin or Barrett. Yeah, they're going to have to pick somebody. I mean, you got to – you know, that's that's the way One that works. Won't be back. You're right. 16 is Taylor Moten. 
He's had a good year. Yeah, he's had a good year. Right uh, age. He's a tackle. Yeah. 27. I'd say he has to be at the right of the right age. Yeah. He'll get paid heavy. Long-term starter. Yeah, he'll be a rich man. Uh, Corey Lindsley is 17. He might be the best center in the league. Might be. Yeah. But he's 30. He is, is he 30? Yeah. Yeah, he, he missed a little time. He's gonna pay. I bet the Packers don't let him go. No way does Rodgers lose him. This one's going to be an interesting one because he, he's kind of the that uh, third-year receiver kind of guy, but although this isn't longer than that. They didn't pick up his option. Corey Davis. Yeah. 26. I mean, you remember, he was a fourth pick in the draft, fifth pick in the draft, small school, didn't burst on the scene, so everyone thought he was a bust, but he was really good this year. He was really good. They, they're going to lose John New and Davis, I bet. Yeah. Well, how about this for the Buccaneers? Levante David. Yeah. Wow. And he's still playing really, really well. You 31. wonder if he would take a hometown discount to run it back. But uh, either way, it's still going to cost you. Home, even a hometown discount is going to cost you. A lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that would pay a lot for Levante David. He's been a great role model for White, too. That's something that you know Bush hasn't really had. Yeah. Uh, 20 is Joe Thune. He's another franchise tag guy that played well and it's going to be one of the highest You're paid guys. You're not going to afford him, yeah. Yeah, right. Patriots have money, but I don't know if you pay him. You can pay him franchise tag eight, money. You know, seventeen million dollars a year for a guard. I mean, his his agent's going to. That's what Andrew Norwell. Yeah, you know, right, give him right. Andrew Norwell money. No, of course, I mean, his agent's going to say, "Well, you paid me the franchise tag last year. I want more than that." Well, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you're that good. <laughs> Twenty-one is Alejandro Villanueva. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he, he plays the right position. He's a left tackle. There's no doubt. Are there are there twenty left tackles in the league better than Alejandro Villanueva? Uh, maybe not, but I bet. But there's more than twenty free agents I would rank ahead of him. Probably for their value yeah. and his age and his wear and tear. I, I don't mean mean to Big Al, but Steeler fans should hope the league views him this way. Yeah, if somebody signs him to the oh, no, that, yeah. best contract. That would because be that's gonna that's gonna net a comp, comp pick. pick. Yeah, right. that would be one. wonderful. If Although I'd say it won't be a long term deal because he's thirty two, but still. But if someone signs him as a starting left tackle, money three years at nine million dollars a year. Right, exactly. That would be yeah. wonderful. Right. <laughs> uh, twenty two AJ Green. I disagree no, with sorry, that one. No. He's shot. Yeah, I don't see it. Twenty three, Matt Milano. Matt Milano's a really good player. He's a good player, yeah. I bet the Bills don't let him go. 27 years old. Right, yeah. right, right. 24, Hassan Reddick. He's this interesting. Is, this is the guy that people in Pittsburgh thought Bud was. Boy, they're very different, too. Because, right. well, he just he just exploded in his contract year. Right. He didn't even explode in his contract. He exploded in, like, the last six games of his contract year. But, I think but he's, he's been, been used mis- so differently every right. year. They And they're doing this with Isaiah Simmons, too, like... You drafted this guy that can do it all, you know, and Buda Baker was that guy for the Cardinals. Simmons was that guy for the Cardinals. But really, it took you too long to realize. To figure out what he was. Just, he's a speedball off the edge. That's yeah. what he is, you know, <laughs> and let him do that. The Steelers, really if he'd have joined the Steelers in, in the draft when he came out, that's what he would have been. Power <laughs> talking to Greg Lloyd. Rush yeah. the passer. Right. I mean, that's what he should do. Yeah. Interesting, but he'll get paid. He'll get paid. I just don't. I hope they use him right. Whoever you know signs a guy. He had seven and a half sacks in their final four games. I think he had five against some awful left yeah. tackle though in one game. Yeah. Right. I, I, that's a that's a tough one. I uh, I bet he gets overpaid. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's begging to get overpaid. Uh, Twenty five, Juju Smith Schuster. He's worth more than that's a lot more than guys you mentioned. Three Steelers in the top twenty five though. Three. Oh yeah, yeah. Ouch. I forgot about Al. 
Juju, to me, is worth the money he's going to get from somebody. And it's going to be $15 million a year yeah. up? I mean, if you're the Patriots or the Bears or the so Jets. many other teams, the Jets, or so many teams, the Dolphins, you know, you're getting a 25-year-old dude with a great track record that might not be the best receiver in the league, but I would pay him before five of those guys you mentioned ahead yeah. of him. Give me tough, yeah. Uh, 26 is Desmond King. Hmm. He's a good player, yeah. Uh, 27, another interesting name on here. I'd love to, you know, Curtis Samuel. I keep hearing that he's going to be a Washington football teamer. Probably. That would That'd make some, nice that would make some sense. He's, he's right. 25 years old. Yeah. He can do a little bit of everything for right. you. If you know who he is, which that staff would, that would make perfect sense. But he's a piece in the puzzle. He's not yeah. a one. No, he's not a one, but no. he's a An nice. interesting guy that you yeah. want to play against. Uh, 28, Shaq Griffin. Shaq Griffin. Yeah. I would take him ahead of a couple of guys you mentioned. 26-year-old cornerback. Yeah. yeah. With size and length and, yeah. 29 is Marcus Williams. Again, another Saint. Marcus Williams is only 24 years old. Yeah, how about that? He's a really good player, too. I mean, he was part of that draft class with Kamara and Ramchek and um, pure, deep, free All the safety. guys that they're not going to be able to afford to yeah, keep. Yeah, I mean, you have an awesome draft class, kind of like the Steelers did with the Watt class. Yeah. You're having the same problem. You've got to pick the guy you want, mm-hmm. and they picked Ramchek. I don't even know if they're not going to be able to afford him. keep him either, but... Well, Kamara's not going anywhere either, but yeah. still. I, I bet Williams is on the market gets paid heavy. Uh, 30 is Will Fuller. He is what he is, but I can't believe they couldn't trade him for something. Yeah. Green Bay wouldn't have given them a fourth-round pick for Will Fuller and be thrilled to have him right now. 31, Patrick Peterson. He ain't what he used he's to be. He's not what he used to be. No. no. I don't even know if he, I'd have him that high on this list. No, me neither. And he's not going to play for peanuts. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, John Johnson uh, at 32. Yeah, 25-year-old safety. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's a good investment, I would bet. Marcus May at 33. I don't know if they'll let him go. He's a yeah. good player, too. Then they have money. He's 28 years old. Is he 28? Yeah. Wow, he must have been old. He's been around for a while, yeah. yeah. He came out the same year with Adams. Yeah. 34, Matthew Judon. He's kind of falling off a little. He stinks. He's just a guy. He's just a He's 29 years old. Is he that old, too? Yeah. Wow. I can't, he I is mean, what he is. When people again, when people had him, he was in that spot where Bud's at. Right, a year ago, Matthew Judon's seventh, Bud, seventh yeah. best. Are you, are you kidding me? Right, he's not a special athlete. Not at Bud's all. Bud's much more gifted than he is. Yeah, of all these edge rushers, he would be last for me. I might even take the next guy over him. He had a much better year, Leonard, Leonard Floyd. I would too. They're really different. I mean, Floyd's really skinny. Yeah, but. Man, he blew up with the Rams. That scares me a little because the Rams had right. with Fowler a year ago. Yeah. And maybe they were just in bad organizations with the Bears and Jacksonville. The thing but... about the Rams, you know that Donald's drawing double teams, sometimes oh, triple yeah, teams. Yeah. every. So you're getting a one-on-one all the time mm-hmm. for those edge guys. And maybe he's at the bud stage, though, where he took a nice step Perhaps. forward. Perhaps. I mean, year. again, right. he's 28. Yeah, right. But he is. I mean, he's a really narrow waist, skinny, long. You know, he's interesting, but yeah. he's not real physical. Uh, real quick here, we'll roll through these uh, next uh, guys here till we get to fifty. Uh, Anthony Harris at thirty six. He's twenty nine. Thirty seven is Larry Ogunjobi. Hmm. Uh, thirty eight Romeo Okora from the Lions, another mm-hmm. edge rusher. Uh, thirty nine uh, Chidobi Awuzie uh, okay. from the uh, Cowboys. Uh, forty is William Jackson. The cornerback from the Bengals. Bengals yeah. 41 is Marvin Jones. 42, Nelson Aguilar. He made money. Yeah. 43, Richard Sherman. He can still play. 
He's 33 years old. Yeah. That's going to fall off. Deal. Yeah. Uh, 44, Melvin Ingram. Wow. How old is he? 32. Wow, he's older than I thought yeah. then. 45, Gerald Everett. I'd like to see him stand alone value he's, somewhere. Yeah, he's 27 now. He's, yeah. he's how about this one? Forty six is Carl Lawson. I would have Carl Lawson. Ooh, I'd have him way higher. I'd have him ahead of Judon for God's sakes. I would have him like in my top fifteen. <laughs> he's a much he's better a player really than Judon. How old is he? Twenty seven. He's twenty six. Wow, he's a really good player. <laughs> but he played for the Bengals, so nobody knows who he is. The good will. Ask Ask Al Villanueva who he is. Yeah, he right, knows. Right, right. I'd have him over Al. <laughs> Forty seven. How the mighty have fallen. Jadavian Clowney. How do you invest in him now? You can't. Right. You can't. He's a really unique player anyways. And you got to structure your defense around him. He's got three him. sacks in the last two he years. He doesn't make anything happen. He's lazy as can be. He doesn't chase the ball. I wouldn't sign. I, he would have to pay me money to be on my team. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I have nothing to do with him. 48's Andy Dalton. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's the quarterback right, situation yeah. you're looking right, at, right. folks. 49's well, Cam Andy Newton. Dalton be an opening day starter? No. No. 49's Cam Newton. Cam Newton won't be an opening no. day starter. He, and I can't imagine him taking a backup job. No. Dalton will. He'll probably wait. Uh, 50's Eric Winston. Or Eric, well, Eric Wilson, I'm sorry. Eric Wilson? Who's Eric Linebacker Wilson? for the Vikings. Oh, yeah. He stepped up kind of when Barr got hurt. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably do all right for himself. Yeah. Uh, some other guys. Well, there's a whole bunch of guys here to watch. But uh, um, that's the top 50 for ESPN. Mm-hmm. Again, that will change as things happen sure. here. Sure. Some will be added, some will be subtracted, but it's a deep class. It'd be nice to be involved. I mean, when we do the show a it's year from now, it's going to be a massive class. Uh, you know, if that, if that salary cap goes down like it's like mm-hmm. you know, we th- it, if it goes down as low as people were saying, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near the even 180. Oh, but, I don't uh, either. I, I think if it comes in anywhere below, it's gonna, maybe 190. I know it's not their style, but one year from now, we might be talking about oh, that Carl Lawson type. Maybe the Steelers will grab them. You know, they may maybe one, one or two or guys, guys, yeah, right. to it, fill it, it in. But position. it's not going to. They're not going to go nuts. No, no, no. Yeah, it'll just, be nice to actually be in that position to. Maybe they'll bring in a, a Hunter Henry or a Carl Lawson or you know whatever. Yeah, those that tier. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a final break here. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here. Matt Williamson. Matt, I have a quarterback uh, proposition here that I haven't really heard anybody talk about yet. All right. Intriguing. We've heard all the guys mentioned who are, you know, maybe available as your wins and and guys of that nature. Here's one for you. If you were the Steeler, let's say say Roethlisberger does come back this year. Okay. You play out this season. Aaron Rodgers does not look like he's anywhere close to retiring. Not even a little. Not even a little bit. I think I know where you're going with this because I've kicked this. Jordan thing Love will right. be in year two. We've just finished year two of his deal with virtually no tape out there of him playing. We know no more about him right. than him coming out of school. So if you liked Jordan Love coming out, he's going to have a preseason next year. Yes. But that's really going to be they it. They paid his bonus. Yeah. Thank you. They paid the bonus. Yep. So you would get two years of Jordan Love and his option year. Mm hmm. Um, 
the price I wouldn't think would be super expensive. I think he's cheaper now than what they paid for him. And if you like Jordan Love coming out of school, why wouldn't you try to at least make that? Hey, let's uh, let's let's talk here, Packers. That's what the Packers used to do when they had Favre. Oh yeah, Brunel and Hasselbeck, and, and yeah, you know, they they rotate Detmers and all. They those would trade guys, those guys. Right, right. Hey, it, uh, Warner was on that yeah, team. And maybe right. it, maybe maybe it takes a third. But that was thinking a late second, you know, if you're the Saints or Steelers or good team. But know? again, next year, if you have that kind of, you have those comp picks in hand. Mm-hmm. We just went over that 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 list of free agents, and there were three Steelers in the top fifty, and that doesn't that's not even including the Cam Suttons and Mike sure, Hiltons sure, and guys sure. of that nature. We're also going to net you comp picks. That would be a deal I would be interested in exploring if you like Jordan Love. See, that's my problem is I didn't. Yeah, you know, but. I might like him at 80 cents on the dollar. Right. You know, and one of my problems, I'm not saying Jordan loves stupid or isn't smart or whatever. I, I don't know that. I just know that he made a lot of the same mistakes over and over. Like, didn't. But was that his coaching? And, that's what, I, I don't that's know. what we don't know. But yeah. The Steelers know that. Right. They have they a much better idea. Coaches, they, they've sat down with the young man. He's, he's athletic as hell. He's got tons of yeah. ability. And there were Mahomes. Comparisons, yeah. Which is that's crazy. That's tough, yeah. But he's that style. I mean, he's very physically gifted. He can flick his wrist and that thing can go. Yeah. You know, like Because we've seen what happens with Josh Allen from year to year to, to right. year one to year two to year three. Right. Is 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 being in a pro system the last two years. And he's learned something from Aaron Rodgers in the last 365 days. You would think. You would think of how to be, you know, an advanced level quarterback. He's been sitting in that room and it rubbed off. I'm interested, you know. Because it's not that much of an investment, especially financially. It's going to cost you a pick, but you you run him through for a year, and he could be. There's numerous teams we could talk about this. The Bears come to Murray, right. Washington. No, 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 the Bears aren't going to get him. But why are they going to get him? Well, <laughs> the Packers would not trade him within a division. But yeah, there's there's teams that could go to make this experiment. And if, if Ben decides to retire... I mean, that's you know, essentially what the Falcons did with Favre. It's exactly what they did. Yeah. Right, it's a good point. He was a wild stallion. Didn't work out. They at least had a little bit of preseason tape on Favre. Right. They actually gave a first for a pick for Favre, who was an early second, because they liked him so much. But if your preseason... I mean, it goes back to what was your college evaluation of right. Jordan Love. Yeah. And I'm sure more than just the Packers had a first-round grade on him. You know, right. Well, the Steelers did or not. But maybe the Patriots did, or like I said, the the, the football team, or whoever. But if, if you're the Packers, for example, right now, and you're sitting there going, "Well, you know, looks like looks like Rogers is going to play another three or four years. Mm-hmm. He looks fine. He looks, you know, he's back. He's he's bought into the system. All that good stuff. If we can get a two for for love at this point, that's you know, that's a wideout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have him sitting there because at this point, you paid the cost. You're not going to get a first round pick out. Right. I mean, you're not going to get the signing bonus back. You might have regretted the pick, but you made it, so live with it. You know, I mean, sit in it. But you're trying to win the Super Bowl, and you might win the Super Bowl this year. Jordan Love's not helping you do it. Right. If you come up short this year, let's say they lose on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they they did they went they advanced just as far as they did last year. Right. Well, we need to do something to get us over the hump here. Jordan Love doesn't help us do that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and you know, they they have um, Jordan Lindsley was the only Packer I can remember that you listed there. But it's not like they don't need things. Right. A second-round pick, they would find something to use that player on. Maybe it's a linebacker or uh, another offensive lineman, let alone a wideout, you know. Or 
draft a quarterback in the third round this year and let him sit for nothing, and maybe he learns from Rodgers right. too. You know, someone that's a total project. It's not a bad call. Or use them. Maybe you sign Andy Dalton because if Rodgers goes down, we're still in it. Right. You know what I mean? Do we really want to turn things over to? to if if Rodgers goes down and they had love, they would be in big trouble right now. I mean, he's not even active on game day for them. Right. Like, he's not the number two. He's just the waiting in the wings guy. I think a lot of teams should call about Jordan Love. I didn't love him coming out of school, but they know more about him than I do. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying. He's, I mean, that's he's not the good. that's the kind of you know, if you can do that for a, a second round or a third round draft, I, that's something I would be interested in. Yeah, as opposed to hey, trade you know, trade up and trade your first round draft. No, no, I, right, I'm not right. interested in doing that. No, no, I, that that is an interesting outlet that I think a lot of teams should explore. Would the Packers do it? Well, that's the question, right? Right. You know, right. That's I mean, they may still adore the kid, right? They may love him. Say right. he's our he's our guy. We're going to treat him like we did Rodgers, and mm-hmm. you know he's going to sit for three or four years. Well, that doesn't. See, that's the difference here. That's the problem. When right. they did that with Favre and Rodgers, it was a different CBA system that you're that you're working under. Sure, sure. Because now that fifth year option becomes fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't play a down for you in those first four years, he's still going to end up costing you like, you know, yeah. Twenty million dollars in his fifth year, you right, just can't right. do it. And if you're say the Steelers so, you got to find out teams. before that if he can be your quarterback. But you're never going to know, you know, you're never gonna because know. you got right. Rodgers. You're right, and he never misses time, and Favre never missed time, and right. So, but if you're the Steelers, you want to do that now. But if I'm the Packers, I know he's really good, and I can put a preseason of awesome tape out there and get a one for him whenever the time comes. Maybe I don't want to trade him now. I'd be willing to do it next year. Right, I or mean that's you, do it. you know you everybody's looking at you. You have to you have to you know go get a quarterback in the draft. Well, if you get a guy like that, you could also still do it the fourth week of preseason. Right after you do see some tape, and maybe you pay a little more. Yeah, we'll, it's next year's yeah, we'll give you next year's one or you know whatever yeah, right, it may right. be. And you know you got all these threes coming and something like that. No, he's interesting. I mean, I could see the Niners being interested in him. A lot of teams that hey, why not? It's worth the risk. Yeah, I mean, if you liked him back then, you mm-hmm. you, you, you don't like him any less now than you did then. No, because he hasn't yeah. shown anything. Right. If you had a first round grade on him, that hasn't changed. Yeah, and you might actually like him more because he's had that year of experience working with. Yeah, with Rogers. right, right, right. I mean, you might sit down with him, do a Zoom call with him, like, boy, he knows a lot more than I did, he did a year ago coming yeah. out of a small school. I mean, he may be much more knowledgeable now. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's, that's a, that's just a something one. to kick around out there, but. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. Uh, we want to thank, of course, Jacob uh, on site here for keeping us on the air. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition Absolutely. of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back on Friday. Uh, you can hear uh, Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes tomorrow here on Steelers Nation Radio.